welcome to Sweet Spot, where hoteliers check in and we check out what's trending in hotel marketing. I'm your host, Ryan Embry. Hello, and thanks for listening. This is Ryan Embry, your host of the Sweet Spot. Happy 2019 to all of our listeners. It's a new year, and we've got a new episode here of Sweet Spot. Very excited about the episode we have today. It is going to be circled all around responding to reviews. So today in our What's News, we're going to be looking at a white paper on travelmediagroup.com, which is what makes a good review response writer. And in this white paper, you're going to get some best practices, some tools and resources on how to respond to reviews if you're delegating that to someone at your property, how to make sure that you're getting the most out of them, or if you're responding to reviews yourself, uh, making sure uh, you are doing everything you need to do in order to get those great responses out there. We know how the brains have really raised their expectations of hoteliers when it comes to review response. We know how important this is and the standards are getting stricter and stricter when it comes to review response. So with that being said, we've got a really special guest with us. She has actually been uh, with us since the conception of our solution, Respond and Resolve, where we actually partner with hotels to respond to reviews. Our senior reputation analyst, Christina Seckinger. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome in Christina. Good morning, Christina. How are you? Good morning, Ryan. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm excellent. I'm super excited you had the opportunity to be with us live here on The Sweet Spot. And I want to first start off with with kind of an easy question. You, you have, like I mentioned before, you were here at the very beginning of this solution, Respond and Resolve. So since that time, how many reviews have you personally responded to? Well, I have been here over three years now, and so within that time, I've probably responded to about 117,000 reviews. Wow, that is that is an incredible number. I have to ask, you know, with so many review sites online today and, you know, you being a expert in review response, what would you say your personal opinion is of which is the most important site to make sure your reviews are responded to? Well, there are a lot of factors to look at when thinking about the answer to that question. Um, Previously, I would have said with confidence that maybe TripAdvisor might have been the most important just because they have that brand recognition and travelers are always going to TripAdvisor to look for reviews about the hotel. Um, More and more now, we are seeing more content in Google, um, especially with mobile devices and searching for a hotel, Google reviews are the first thing that could pop up. But again, the most important thing would be always to respond to as many review sites as possible. And that would, of course, ensure that you're reaching as many guests as possible. Yeah, and no matter where potential travelers are looking, because we know with there's so many OTAs out there, there's so many of these online listings which are adding uh, the ability to leave reviews and feedback with customer engagement, no matter where your travelers are coming from, you are assured that there's a response there um, by the hotel. As I talked about in the intro, you know, we're starting to see a trend of brands getting stricter and stricter when it comes to their standards for responding to reviews. How long do you should you wait before responding to a review? Well, you always want your response to be the quicker the better. So you want to respond to each review as quickly as possible, but within brand standards, 
Um, best practice indicates you should respond within 48 to 72 hours. So I've seen some reviews that are written almost like novels and, and are multiple paragraphs. And then I've seen some reviews on OTAs that really just have a star rating uh, with very little feedback. So how do you pick an appropriate response, response length to uh, an online review for each of those? It really depends on the voice of the hotel as well as the content in the review. Um, sometimes brevity is valuable in a lot of cases, but oftentimes you can't get all the information across in a short response. And also brevity can sometimes be misinterpreted as curt or uninterested. So basically what I'm saying is the length isn't really what matters, but rather the content that you're delivering and making sure you're responding to each point in the review. Gotcha. And you mentioned before, I mean, we talk about lengths, you talked about 48 to 72 hours. I mean, how do you and your team make sure with all of those reviews and review sites, review response brand standards are being met in a timely and really professional manner? Our program is constantly scraping each review site for new reviews posted. And our goal with that is to get the review into our writing queue and then tag it for guest sentiment analysis and write a unique response to that review as quickly as possible. We have a team of vetted writers and they work really hard on generating new and unique responses to each review and they work around the clock, including on the weekends. And this all allows us to get the majority of our responses posted online within the 48 hour window. You mentioned something in their tag for uh, guest sentiment analysis. Can you go a little bit more in depth about what that is? Yeah, definitely. So our tag sentiment analysis is based off about 31 tags, um, and they all indicate a different topic that's mentioned in the review. So we use the tags to help hoteliers analyze the data they're receiving from the guest. So let's say it'll be a tag about the rooms. So we'll indicate whether the guest mentioned the room was positive or negative, and so on and so forth. Gotcha. Okay. And then you can give hoteliers some reporting with those sentiment tags uh, to maybe identify some uh, problem areas of the property or, or maybe some training that might be some extra training that might be needed, or even uh, I think opportunities to, you know, if you're hearing a lot of positive sentiment about a particular um, staff member or uh, you know, location for your property, those are those are uh, opportunities to market the hotel as well, right? Yeah, definitely. So the tags helps hoteliers determine what their issues might be and those opportunities to improve on. And also it determines those promoters. So those aspects that they can, you know, continue working on as well, but also just promote them more and market them, like you said. Gotcha. Honestly, I'm still blown away by by that number that you mentioned, 117,000 reviews that you've responded to. How do you make sure that you and your team, when they're, res when they're responding to the re these reviews, because you have so many reviews coming in, they're always creative, they're always unique, and, and not sound repetitive? Well, it's definitely a challenge to not fall into a pattern and sound repetitive and use a lot of the same words, but we have a lot of tools and resources that help us keep each response unique. We also have our team of the heavily vetted writers, and each response 
at the end of the day is it's written by one person and it's still reviewed by another analyst to ensure everything is appropriate. How do you comment on that hotelier that says, how can you respond to my reviews if you're not on property? If, if you're not physically on property, if you don't work for me, if you're not interacting with the guests, how can you respond to my re- reviews? Well, our team all has a basic knowledge of the hotel industry and standard practices such as their policies and whatnot at hotels. Along with that, if, if we do have a question about a certain review or the content in a review, Um, that is hotel specific, we typically will, first we look for the answer online on their website. So if it's something about a cancellation, you can usually find that online. If we're not able to find something, then we will reach out to the hotel and find out a little more detail about what happened in a specific event. And then again, in addition to that, there is a second screening by the hotelier themselves. They receive our drafted response and we wait for their approval um, so they have a chance to make any edits needed. Okay, so they're they're essentially getting that response before it's being posted online. So they have the opportunity to make any sort of edits or, or anything like that. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And I, I'm wondering, you know, because obviously in the hospitality and hotel industry, you know, things change at a moment's notice. Let's say, you know, a, a pool goes out of order or something like that. How do you how do you and your team communicate that with a hotel? Like, how would you know to write that in a re- review response? Because that some of that uh, that stuff you can't find on the website. Yeah, that is true. And we have had cases like that um, over the years. And a lot of the times the hotel um, can reach out to us, the hotelier, and they'll send us a quick email or a message. Or even within the same response, they'll respond to our review response and let us know, like, hey, our pool's going to be out of order for the next month or so. Um, if you see any reviews about that, please let them know. Okay. So so you're in pretty, uh, pretty close communication with contacts at the hotel throughout the process. Yeah, always. So they, they can always reach out to us via email, and we can reach them via email. And if we really need to speak with them quickly, we always give them a call. Awesome. So with so many notes from these hoteliers, you know, and and standards and policies across all of these hotels, how do you keep track of all that information? Our program also has a note section, actually. So whenever a hotelier gives us a new note, like such as the pool closure that we were talking about, we write it into our notes and all of our vetted writers have access to these notes. While we're responding to a review, we can go ahead and look at the notes which will indicate not only any notes that the hotel gave us, but also what kind of voice they want to present and if they have any signatures or if they have certain wording that they prefer using in their review responses. Now, I've seen some kind of jaw-dropping reviews when it comes to negative reviews. I mean, some of these travelers are really no holds bar when they're leaving the type of content on these sites. Some of them are... Honestly, they're a little personal. So how do you keep your emotions in check uh, when responding to those type of reviews? Well, we talked about the difficulty of responding to review while not being on property, but it can also be a huge benefit. Because we're removed from the property, it allows us to respond in a professional and informative manner without getting too personal. 
You want responses to be relatable, but you want to keep any negative emotions in check and keep in mind that every response is an opportunity to show all the travelers what type of hotel you are and not just the, the guests that you're responding to. Awesome. That's, that's a really good point. So we talked a little bit about the most important review sites uh, to respond to, and I think you kind of answered that question by saying, really, it's any place where a review or feedback is left for a hotel. Uh, I'm curious, you know, what, what uh, review sites does you and your team cover in the Respond and Resolve? We have the ability to respond to reviews on the TripAdvisor, Google. We do the OTA sites for booking, Expedia, which includes Hotels.com, Orbitz, Travelocity. We also respond to Yelp and Facebook. And now we also have the ability to respond to the brand sites for IHG, Choice, and Marriott. That is incredibly extensive. I can definitely see how you guys were able to get up to that number so quickly. That's a lot of review sites to be managing. If you have time, Christina, I would love to, to share a question that we had come in about review response. I think that your insight would be incredibly valuable. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so for today's Q&A, we have a question from a hotelier. And he asks, I, I'm a hotelier that is not currently responding to my reviews, but I am looking uh, to make it a point for 2019. What are kind of the do's and don'ts to someone just starting to respond to reviews online? I think some of the do's would be to stay positive. Whether you're responding to a negative review or a positive one, it's important to portray an optimistic attitude at all times. And you have to keep in mind that all feedback, good and bad, is an opportunity for improvement. Another do would be to always highlight the positive comments mentioned. You want to keep in mind that every response is a way for other travelers to learn about your hotel, not just the person that wrote the review. So whenever possible, you can always mention other positive aspects about your hotel that you think that that guest might have liked for a future visit. Of course, you want to apologize when necessary. Um, you want to thank the guest, good or bad. You know that guest took time to share their experience with you, and you want to show that you're grateful. And lastly, I would say you definitely want to invite them back and ask them to come back as another opportunity to improve or just another opportunity to show them another good time. I think that's a great point. And a, a lot of re responses that I read, I think th they miss that. You know, if you have a good review, you know, they like your product, right? They like the experience they have. Why not ask for them to come back the next time? And a lot of hoteliers, maybe they, they do what you talked about. They're positive. They thank them for their feedback, but they miss out on asking again for that, that business. So I, I, I think that's super important. And the other thing is, you know, uh, on, the, on the same end of that, when you get a negative review, asking them again, making those travelers that are reading that review think, okay, this was a one-off, right? Inviting them back saying, if you come back, you're going to have a better experience than you had the last time. So I think those are some really good best practices when it comes to the things that you should do. Now, what are the things you shouldn't do? You want to avoid making false promises or setting unrealistic expectations. If someone maybe complains about the pool being too small, you obviously wouldn't want to imply that you'll work on making the pool bigger. Um, you want to avoid responding in anger. A lot of times the hoteliers may feel personally attacked by a comment or have a different perspective on an event 
that might have happened at the hotel. So in cases like this, like these, it's best to keep a neutral, informative tone and explain what happened rather than attacking the reviewer. And also, you don't want to copy and paste the same response over and over. As a traveler, I think a hotel is better off not responding to reviews rather than copying and pasting the same response. I agree. I think that travelers see right through that now. It might have been something that you've been able, you were able to get away with uh, maybe five to ten years ago, but now travelers like that unique creative response. They want to know that the feedback that is being put out there is being responded to. They want the comfort of knowing if they come to your hotel and they give you comments about their stay during their stay, that you're going to do something about it, that you're going to hear them and you're going to be able to respond to them. So I think that, again, um, all of those are really good points. And, you know, I would just mention, if you are in a situation where you're not seeing brand standards yet, just think about how the sentiment of responding to reviews has changed over the past couple of years. And, and ask yourself, where do you think this is headed in the next few? Because what we're seeing on our side of, of these hotel partners is that these brand standards are just becoming stricter. The time frames are coming smaller and smaller. And you're having more to do on your plate, but you still have the same amount of time that you did 10 years ago. So it's getting more and more difficult. So We've had, you know, with Christina and her team, some really great success stories of being able to give some of that uh, time back to hoteliers, um, taking that emotional toll that responding to reviews takes on a hotelier. And we can do it at a level that they feel very comfortable knowing that their voice is still being uh, written through those responses. So I want to go ahead and, and thank Christina for taking the time to join me today. It was a pleasure having you. I hope our listeners got a lot out of it. Of course, we take questions and answers every week. If you have one, you can reach out to us at 407-984-7455. And we'd love to hear your questions or feedback. If you're looking for some help from Christina and her team, I'm sure she would be uh, more than happy to get that number up higher and higher and add some more hotel partners to our portfolio. So uh, if you are looking for, again, some help with review response, you can contact that number as well. It's 407-984-7455. I want to thank everyone for listening to The Sweet Spot, and we'll see you next time. To join our loyalty program, be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Sweet Spot is produced by Travel Media Group. Our editor is Ann Sandoval with cover art by Barry Gordon and content support by Priscilla Osorio. I'm your host, Ryan Embry, and we hope you enjoyed your stay.